0: Don't forget to like our Facebook, SoundCloud, and brand new on iTunes, just search Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast, and you'll be able to listen and support to your heart's content. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun, it's good, 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 good. Mm, sounds good. Hello, and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look through the dizzying highs Terrifying lows and the creamy middles of the Simpsons seasons one to twelve through random episode generation. I'm of course your co-host, Tyler McRae, and with me is um. Well, he was supposed to be my quiz mastermind, but I guess things didn't pan out. Cow, what happened? So
1: my team fell apart. To be fair to him, we do a we do a, a week a quiz every week anyway, um, and that's always on a Thursday. This quiz was on a. Tuesday, so they kind of forgot. Two people forgot, one person uh, just couldn't make it because I, I think they were having an exam the next day or something like that. Um, so I don't really want to kind of go and cheat my way to, to winning by myself. So I kind of gracefully allowed a different team to win, shall I put it? Oh, um, no. I
0: oh, will say though, um, one of our guest host Danny, uh, Danny Birdsall for all you, um, did end up going and I believe he ended up finishing about fourth out of God knows how many teams and the questions he did struggle on are very niche ones from I think season one I mean I wouldn't even be able to you wouldn't even be able to get to the depths of uh, your brain there Cal
1: Wow, speak for yourself man, I'm (laughs) the big What's his show called, Simpson? Yeah, I'm a big Simpsons fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the episode we're going to be reviewing today is the City of New York versus Homer Simpson from Season 9, Episode 1, directed by Jim Reardon, written by Ian Maxtone Graham, with the original air date being September 21st, 1997. And the couch gag being that the Simpsons are all dressed as harm globetrotters and they're all doing their little basketball tricks. And as always, Cal, do you have any... Initial memories and nostalgia of this here episode.
1: So this episode came out, when did you say, 1998?
0: 97 in the US, I think like 99 or, yeah, 99 in the UK.
1: So I don't know about yourself, I can't remember this episode ever growing up, purely because obviously 9-11 happened and that kind of stopped the airing of the episode. The first things I remember of this episode is from a Simpsons uh, clip show. Of when Homer's driving and then the taxi driver
0: ah, told yeah. him, Get
1: after hours. I remember that bit back and never, I, I'd seen every episode of Simpsons. I didn't know where it was from or anything like that. And because of 9 11, I didn't see this episode much much later, where I think it was about 2010 where it first got aired over here in the UK. Yeah.
0: What about yourself? Well, and we will get into the uh, eerie factor of this episode, folks. I generally can't remember growing up with the episode. I remember um after they brought it back into syndication watching it, but I was definitely in my early teens by that point. But my memories of it is just the Homer segments from this episode, nothing else. My like, you know, my real passionate memories, my hardcore memories of this is Homer going to New York and just dealing with the car, not so much uh, you know, the intro and uh, what the family deal with here. And we kick off the episode with uh, Mo's tavern there. And he's about to bring in the evening rush. He scurries the rats in. And it hits five, and we get all the workers coming in, all the dullards coming home. Uh, uh, it's evening for them, but um, Barney comes in, you like, oh, morning, Mo. Um, just brushing his teeth in there. And Mo has to hit in a real bad policy now, you know 91% of all drink driving accidents are caused by you six guys in this bar. You know, a bit of elation, but, you know, it is quite scary. So, they're going to draw uh, pickled eggs there. And whoever's got the black one has got to stay sober tonight. So, everyone picks one and they're all lucky. Apart from, you know, our good friend Barney here. And he can't deal with it. And so, everyone's just getting lush now. You know, Homer's dressed down. Uh, he's Peter pantsless there. And Barney can't take it, but it's about to put him over the edge when you hear the dulcet tones of... Uh, Oh yeah, and it's uh, our first guest appearance and the actual canon debut of uh, Duffman here. Now, oh. about as far as tertiary characters, where do you rank Duffman, Cal?
1: I love Duffman. I think he's fantastic. I love what happens. You know, when they kind of replace Duffman with um, with his little helper and such like that, and he becomes really fat and shit. Like, is this it? we didn't really have like advertisement characters like that over here in Britain but there is a few over in uh in, in America where, where they kind of get their inspiration from. In regards to like how Barney reacts, I know you're not that much of a heavy drinker and I like the odd tipple and such mm-hmm. like that. I don't have you ever be really been in a situation where you're for whatever reason being you're on some sort of medication or you're doing something early next day and you can't kind of let loose a little bit? Oh no oh, yeah, that shame. has definitely
0: happened to me uh multiple times. Um now thankfully now it seems to be fifty fifty like oh I missed out on a banging night compared to uh oh nothing really happened when I couldn't drink. But um I was never pushed quite over the edge like uh, Barney here. But it is always like a little you know, it is always a sort of nip in the tail when you can't sort of cut loose with a few uh, bevies there. But as far as Duffman the Tertiary character. I think he's all right. I like him, but I wouldn't say he's, you know, as strong as you know, like a Gill or whatever. But I, I do enjoy him. I get a lot of, uh, you know, American, you know, typical American commercialism in him. You know, like your Turbo Man and your Jingle All the Way kind of film. So I, I, I do find it funny from that respect. Are you ready to get duffed? Yeah! wants to party down with the man who sent in 10,000 Duff labels to bring me here today. I've got a bottomless mug of new Duff Extra Cold for Barney Gumball. Now, who wants to party? And Duffman's here specifically because Barney is sent in 10,000 cases and he's going to get a duff extra cold keg of beer, but he's saying, you know, oh, can't do it on the designated driver, and we get a nice little record scratch and the bar goes silent, and, you know, that got legally to say, oh, like, good for you, we respect all, uh, we respect all designated drivers. Now, who wants a party? And they all have a big sesh, and um, I will say right from the start, and you see more flourishes of it in the actual New York segments, but I find the animation on this episode absolutely tip-top, cow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just no, the I... little, um, you know, the beers swilling by Barney's head and that, and then you get to see the damage on Homer's car, which we'll get into later, but I just found it brilliant.
1: No, I agree. I think the detail, especially with that, the, the visiting, I don't know if it's potentially the first time or, or, or wherever, um, where they've actually gone to a real city. Mm. and kind of shown like in this much de- detail kind of thing. It, it, it's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's it's very, very strong animation.
0: Barney's having to drive him back home. Now, as far as I've not got so much stories about missing out on boozing, but I've definitely got good stories on taking a bunch of piss mates home, especially like two years into driving that. I'll be the good mate and the chuck some money my way, but oh my God, they don't talk some absolute shit cow because a lot of them will just talk like, Oh, there's um, that was it. Uh, five guys. It was one of the first uh, times like a couple of five guys were popping up around the UK. It's like, let's go at five guys. Like, no, that's thirty miles away in the next county. Come on, bacon milkshake. No, fuck off. Like, oh, See, it's the absolute worst.
1: I've I've been I've got stories, many many stories of being the drunkard in the being taxied around. And my one of my favourite ones. Me and my mate went to Texas. Because we'd rent a car, uh, you know, he was driving and such like that, so he was saving money, and we were in Austin. And in Austin, there's a street called Sixth Street, uh, which is basically like, kind of like the West Street in Sheffield, or like, you know, the West, West you, you kind of like bar hop from, from bar to bar mm. all the way down. And um, I thought a bit about, like, we kind of got a bit bored border Austin at this point, and, like, throughout, we, we were in America for two weeks anyway. And me and Simon, we are like an all-married couple where we'd fall out and it would be <laughs> fine. We'd fall out and we'd be fine. The only time we kind of fell out uh, was we went to this bar. He didn't really like blues, blues music. I was kind of enjoying it. So we went to this random bar where like, the bar made it really hot, obviously. And then we did this thing where if you asked for a certain shot, it would stand up and like feed it you out a dildo and shit like that. So oh like, it, it was fucking immense. It was good. And... It got it got to the point where like we would start talking to him. We weren't really flirting We were just asking like, "What's good?" kind of thing. In, you know, in, in Austin and shit. Um, and we got really friendly, so they were, like charging me just for soda, but giving me like triple, like, oh, rivet, like gin and stuff like that. And gin do, gin doesn't really have much effects on me. Um, oh, you know what? I'll just I'll I'll have a run and then that'll be fine. And then obviously, because he were tripling it and quadring it and shit like that. It was about three quarters rum and coloured oh, coloured with, with a little bit of coke. So we get into the car. He's driving home, and obviously being over from England, like you know, we know all about these amazing, fantastic uh, takeaway things, and we were, we were going around different ones and shit like that. And there were one, um, there were chicken. I' have Carl's Junior, or it was it might have been Chick Fil A. Oh, the classics? I think it was Chick Fil A. Like Carl's Junior wasn't too good. And I think we'd already had it at that point. Um, I didn't like it anyway, but like, the one we hadn't found yet was fucking Chick fil A, and it's like when we eventually had it, it was delicious, even though they don't, they're very religious and don't like gay people. But they put all (laughs) that hate into the chicken, and the chicken tastes fantastic, (laughs) it's great. So we get into the car, and where Austin's a big fucking town anyway, big city, we were on like the edge of the city centre, um. The other, like, on, on, like, the east or whatever. So we're driving from 6th Street going to stuff, because you want to get some food or something like that. We were going to queue up for this place called Whataburger, which is, like, a tradition in Texas. Fucking delicious. Um, but the queue is just fucking massive. It was, like, a queue for a club to get into the place, and then there was a queue on top of that. So we spent went, oh, well, do you want to go somewhere else? I was oh, let's go for Chick-fil-A. A. yeah, that's a good idea. We're not out of here. And he looks on Google Maps or whatever, and he goes, wait, there's, like, it's about a 40-minute fucking ride, man. And I was just like, no, nah, it'd be cool. It was like 40-way. Oh, it it's out the it's out the fucking way. He's just like, it's like, you definitely want Chick-fil-A. Like, it'd be delicious. Like, drunk. It'd be fucking fantastic. It's not that far away. So we were literally, we were like a 15, 20-minute away journey from like the city to, the, to, the, to our apartment kind of thing. So we went 20 minutes the other way to go back into town. As soon as I fell asleep, uh, he wakes me up, I, so I black out, we're on fucking 6th Avenue, I wake up, we're in a car park, obviously with Chick-fil-A, and he goes, what do you want? And I goes, ah, no, I'm not really hungry at the moment. And he goes, what? Nah, give me some money, I'll just give it. like, tell me what you want, I'll get what you want. And he's like, like, nah, I just want to go to bed if I'm honest, mate, you just get yourself some it. And I could feel the daggers <laughs> coming yeah, from it, because obviously... <laughs> And I'm surprised he didn't even he didn't write off the car at that point, like just throw my drunk ass out and just got home. And like, he didn't tell me then obviously because I was shit faced and so I just fell back to sleep. It was just like, I could have fucking murdered you and nobody would have known.
0: We have Barney drop off Homer at home and you know he promises to get the car back tomorrow, but he just goes off into the night and two months pass and Barney's not been seen, neither is Homer's car. We see a limousine pull up outside Moe's, and um, great visual gag here. Here's your ride, Mr. Gumble, and then Barney just hops out the boot there casually. And Homer's in rage, where the hell's my car? Where the hell have you been? And, and apparently, he was giving lectures and villain over, or at least you know, it must have been on a street corner. But um, Homer's just gotta you know, make ends meet, and he's got to deal without a car, so he's um. So he's having a deal, he's having to stitch up his own car. (laughs) I do like the design here, Cal. Just what is it? A mattress, some bike tires, and even ask Marge to knit some seats as well because she's been uh, (laughs) grateful. But we find out Homer's left, uh, well, Barney's left Homer's car in the city of New York. He gets the letter through, you know, in 72 hours. um, You know, if nothing comes of it, if he doesn't pay the fine, then it's going to get chucked into the East Bay River there. And Homer's busy saying, oh, New York's a hellhole. Why would anyone want to live there? I don't want to go there. And then the family's like, no, wait, hang on. What's wrong? Why are you so hateful? And then we get a great little flashback here um, set to that uh, the Entertainer, that sort of instrumental song there. And this is one of my absolute favourite bits here, Cal. Just even isolated as well. It just um, tells a little story that doesn't need to be anything said. You get Homer, I swear his um, sort of dolls in animation match uh, beating the song as well. Uh, you get to see 70s scummy New York. You get to see, you know, uh, filmmaker and pedophile um, Woody Allen there chucking down some dirt. Uh, how, what did you think of this sequence then, Cal? Uh,
1: I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I've, I've been to New York myself.
0: Oh, um, you have? Oh, cool.
1: It's many years ago. i I like I was younger at the time. I could probably have drunk I was I think I was about nineteen, eighteen, nineteen. Um, I could have drunk I because I I had a full beard and shit. I never did because I didn't want to kind of like. Mm. I need mean, the worst thing I would say is it's like no, but you know, whatever. Um, it's fine. It, once you've seen all like the touristy bits, like there's nothing else to do, and people are rude there as well. They're like really like they're just angry all the time so it's kind of (laughs) what
0: more so than say london
1: yeah yeah definitely they've got the self-importance of kind of new yorkers and like the boss of the fucking americans and whatever like it's definitely a similar similar rudeness kind of thing with londoners um but definitely but definitely like they're just everyone's off somewhere and they don't give a shit and like you know i'm walking here like i generally heard somebody say that oh, <laughs> wow. was there, it was fantastic
0: we have the family um, they're raring to go you know so cheap to go there you know oh nine dollars this one's on me and we get uh, this still image that absolutely loathe because you get every what now and then some shitty article rise up and say oh did the simpsons predict Nine eleven, and as far as I'm aware from doing my research, it was just nine, such a very Mac... odd number.
1: <laughs> so, from doing my research, Matt Groening did have stuff to do with that. <laughs> <nine. laughs>
0: well, uh, according to Bill Oakley, who was uh, behind the scenes as like a producer in seasons nine with Josh Weinstein, nine was just an odd, funny little number there, and then you've got obviously the twin towers looking like an 11 so it's obviously just you know because the event happened people are going to make that obvious draw to i'm just sick of these shit articles cal uh, don't know about yourself are you seeing that same article uh
1: yeah i've, I've there's a really interesting post um not post uh, video on youtube i can't remember who, who it was um but it kind of explains how the simpsons do predict everything it kind of linked to the South Park episode. The Simpsons did it, the Simpsons mm. did it, the Simpsons already did it. But it's, it's purely, what it is, is it's purely coincidence more than anything. Like, um, they talk about another one. Um, about uh, You might have seen the the, 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 the picture of Trump uh, going down the thing as president, and then the whole, oh, so, since President Trump, like, I'll bankrupt the country and whatever. Uh, but the thing is, what people forget is Trump did actually run for president in, I think, like, 96, 97. So it was already yeah, in, like, yeah. like so the that's, zeitgeist. That's that's how they did it. However, this episode does actually kind of link to another more modern epidemic.
0: We have Homer, you know, he's annoyed that, you know, oh, Barton is money. You know. All right, fine. He's going to New York, but they're not going to take his wallet this time. Just eats it into the fire. But, you know. The baby pictures were in there. Oh, don't you start, Lisa. And we're on to Act 2, folks. We see them get in through the Greyhound. I know Lisa and Bart are moaning about, oh, why do we have to change twice in Atlanta? This took too long there. Um, I won't get too much into it, but, I mean, the National Express, are sort of long-journey coaches here, folks, it's good for the money, but, oh, my God, like, never again. I'm always for the trains, Cal. <laughs>
1: Oh, fuck the trains, man. Fuck the motherfucking trains. The good thing... Okay, the British Railway, <laughs> rail system is complete... Well, it's is fine,
0: complete... like, my East area, but obviously... Oh, yours the is,
1: but Sheffield's fucking Manchester Northern island. Rail has just been took over by the government because it's that fucking shit. They should privatise the fucking train system. Everyone's been on about it for fucking years. The one thing what New York do, do good is the fact that you can buy a ticket at one side of the island at the beginning of the day... You can get all the way up to the top of the island and back down as many times as you want with that same ticket. Yet, in fucking over here, it costs almost 300 quid, uh, it costs almost 200 quid to get from Sheffield to uh, London, which isn't even that fucking long. It's cheaper, and people have done it. To fly to the uh, to Europe we we'll we have to pay visas and shit like that, but it was cheaper to fly from Doncaster Airport into Europe for a day to go to London and then go to London than it is to get a fucking train from Manchester to London. That's how that's how ridiculously overpriced it is. Now you do have the option of mega bus and shit like that, but it's a very fucking long journey. It goes up to like yeah, exactly.
0: The Simpsons family arrive in New York at the Port Authority bus terminal there. And so Homer's given them the strict rules, you know, oh, they're going to pick on these out of towners and us hicks. So, you know, we're just, you know, rich family from the Ozarks there. Oh, Homer, please just get on the children. Good. I want them to be scared. Oh, my God. If this isn't my dad, whenever I go, like, London or uh, Manchester, and I'm supposed to be going to Scotland for a brief bit, um... From a birthday week, and he just assumes that, like, oh, they don't like the English. I'm like, this is not the fucking 16th century anymore. Fucking move on.
1: No, they still, honestly, they still don't like the English. I'll be honest with you. So,
0: if anyone asked, we're sophisticated millionaires from the Ozarks.
1: Homer, you're scaring the children.
0: Good. I don't want to spend one extra second
1: in this urban death maze. You wait here at the bus station while I get the car.
0: The bus station is just one of the sights we came to see. We'll meet you in Central Park at five o'clock.
1: Oh, all right. But not a minute later. But once the sun goes down,
0: all the weirdos turn crazy. I'm on to you. He's under strict guidelines with the family. you know. I'll just stay here, you know, just stay here and I'll get the car. But the family want to go sightseeing, you know. Port Authority is one tourist bit. We want to see all of it. So we'll meet you at Central Park at five. And so, uh... Homer says, "All right, fine, but you know, I'm onto all the crazies. You know, don't go past midnight. You know, don't wait till it's dark." And he sees some fellow walk past him. Oh, "I'm onto you, crazy!" And even he, when he's in the cab as well, he's just sort of um, pulling away. He's still staring at him there. It's the
1: little things in, in the animation like that where he keeps looking eyes. And it reminds me of the, like the suspicious dog from the.
0: Uh... Oh yes, brilliant
1: the Mel gibson episode
0: homer arrives at one uh world trade center plaza and um i mean you know can't dilly dally around it anymore folks um we have the twin towers here you know before that major national incident of the 21st century happened now i mean i i can understand why they initially had it cut out of syndication or at least cut out these bits but i'm glad that now they've almost fully reinserted um these initial scenes here, Cal. Because I know for a good portion, um, they wouldn't include the fellows arguing between the two towers. But now, I think I think most of it's back now.
1: I think the thing is, they, they didn't air the episode because, it, yeah, they, they've obviously got the two people arguing in the fucking towers and such. But the majority of the episode runs around the whole... Twin Towers kind of thing, yeah. so that's why I don't think it got ever over here much at all. Um, other than after it got until obviously recently, where it's kind of things are a bit better. There was actually an attack on uh, the World Trade Center before, uh, b- before nine eleven. I was it, was only, only like found man, out.
0: Was it like a man in a bomb vest, or uh, no? It's a
1: it's a truck. They drove it into the side of it. It was like 1997, I think. I'm just trying to find it now. 1993.
0: Oh right.
1: Okay. Uh, The first terrorist attack on a World Trade Center occurred on February 26, 1993. Uh, I didn't. Obviously, that overshadows the big one because it it would. Um, Six people were killed, but 1042 were injured. Um, But it's it's only when I kind of went to the to the memorial because it was before. The Freedom Tower, which is the most American fucking title of the world, um, was opened. It's it's like a remembrance pool, and then there's a small little section about it, about the 93 attack and such. It very much did change society in its general. It wasn't just a national. It was a very much an, an international uh, attack on on the Western world, really. And, and, you know, it did change media quite a bit.
0: And I'll ask you, um, do you think they could write this... Homer, a story around another um, New York landmark? Because to me, I mean, the jokes that they design around the Twin Towers and all that are absolutely brilliant. So, I mean, could you rewrite it? Or would no, it be as no.
1: It wouldn't. It's, the whole gimmick is is the fact that it's in the middle of, obviously, the Twin Tower, the Twin Tower Plaza kind of thing. Like, it just doesn't... Where else would you do it? He wouldn't have been able to get it on Obviously, Liberty Island, you know, without getting on a boat and and, and shit. Chancellor Building is in the middle of town. Says Emperor uh, Empire State Building, the Empire Building, <laughs> the Empire State Building. There's nothing really. Central Park. They would have moved it. It wouldn't have been funny. Like there's the thing about it though. Why was the car left there for for how long? Two months? Who had gone? <laughs> Unless he was driving it round all the time, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't see where else you can get as much comedy as you can from um the two towers there um but i, w- I will say um now it's one of my dad's fa- absolute favorite scenes We well, even remembers this episode off by heart is because of uh homer just you know waiting to pee and then having to go between the two buildings there it's a- one of his absolute uh, most memorable moments there so for that sake i mean no i, I don't I, I wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to re- to uh, rewrite it I'll just say that and we have uh, the family at one of their uh, first you know uh, stops there they're at the Statue of Liberty there and they look over to all the immigrants and Bart you know, oh America's Phil be it immigrants oh you heard them folks we'll uh, try Canada now you know did Bart predict uh, Trump's politics is Bart a secret right winger we're back with Homer at the car he's noticed there's hundreds of hundreds of parking tickets so he then sort of, he doesn't even snap fully yet but he sort of goes a bit mental and tries to take the actual um, lock off his car with his teeth and this is great vocal acting from Dan Castlenet here and I especially love, he's put all the effort into grinding his teeth against it and it's just a little ow, it's a little soft (laughs) owl there as well, it's quite cute
1: Yeah it's, the the audio on on this episode is very good like the um
0: word. Uh, the foley itself, yeah.
1: Yes, the foley. The foley of the city and the foley of like the cracking of the teeth when he, when he's biting on it. It's good. I
0: like it. Come up! Come up! Alright, you. Oh. Hey! When you're done with that, I got something up here you can fight on. And why don't you be polite, you stinking pus bag, Pal, you gotta call that number on a boot. Sorry about that, guy. They stick all the jerks in Tower 1. That's it. I'm coming over there. Yeah, you, why don't you hey, come over it, here? i got something for you. There, Shut up about this. We have uh, a couple of the two opposite guys in the Twin Towers there arguing with each other and they say to Oh, you got to call the number on the lock there, you know. Uh, they stick all the jerks and towel one. and <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame that obviously this got cut initially uh, from, you know, later syndication for a while because I just really like the fact that every single day these two men have the same argument there and you also got a typical 50s New York saying, ah, I'll strangle the both ears with the... um," And he's even got the washing line there. It's really cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the thing is that, like petty rivalries like this will last to the end of times like there's a you, you you know you always hate the school that's just up the road because they're your big rivals
0: or whatever and we have the family now journeying on the subway there and um but ah oh, now i will say this has got positive cringe moments in this episode but i'm afraid this is the only sort of negative uh cringe i get from this is bart licking that pole when he's trying to Scam people saying, oh, I do not have a sense of taste. Observe, and it's oh god. Now, I've been on the underground in London many a times, I've been to London quite a few times, and I just think, like, how have hundreds of hands hold that every single day. And <laughs> oh, shiver down the spine, Cal. Wait,
1: you oh, forgot, you forgot the guy. How dare you forget the guy who is just like, Well, no, how about if I give you uh, you give me your address and I'll write to you? Okay, it's uh, Jesus at uh, the Pentagon. <laughs>
0: That was a good impression. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, how can I forget? I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to think of, like, homeless people on the subway because, like, we face <coughs> too much austerity now in a post Brexit world. But um, I'm glad you do remind me there is a bit of gold in there. Give me your address and I'll write to you. Uh, okay, I just send it to Jesus, uh, here in the Pentagon. We have Homer now waiting at the car, and he's starting to get, uh, hungry now, but he can't leave the car, so he's just sitting by it, and people think he's begging and he gets chucked to order the quarters at, and, um, he wants to get a bit of, you know, famous Ray's pizza there, but not associated with original famous Ray's, and, uh... I'm going to make this analysis here, folks. This will be a first amongst many Simpsons podcasts. This is where Homer starts to go full Mr Bean here, folks. He's just <laughs> absolute physical comedy, Cow, I mean, can, it, am I, am I like fair in my uh, future analysis?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it's definitely there. It's I, I like the fact that also when, when the guy doesn't give him change and he kind of goes, Ugh, like, throws his <laughs> nose up at him. When I was in New York, I didn't actually have pizza, and it is one of my biggest regrets. Even though now I'm lactose oh. intolerant, yes, you do develop intolerances. After you're born, unfortunately, I would still have pizza. However, I did have shawarma, which is very much like crab collage.
0: And speaking of that, uh, Homer can't get pizza. It has to do with clav uh from your fella here. Now, what do you think clav collage is, Cal?
1: I am, is it an actual thing?
0: Because we see it on a stick and it looks... I imagine like, it... Sorry. No, it just looks like a load of Dona meat, so I'd probably say it's yeah. Middle Eastern or Turkish.
1: Yeah. I think uh, from his accent as well. Yeah, I, I, I kind of assumed it was kind of like um, just like a kebab meat kind of thing. Or sh- like their equivalent to like kebab is... I guess it's shawarma but it's not like... shawarma's like good quality meat is with costa rather than whatever ah, the fuck right. donna meat is the <laughs> yeah the elephant trunk even how i remember this episode is he ate loads of sticks but he actually only ate the one and then he drinks loads of crab juice
0: yeah it must have been just super salty that you just haven't had have the uh crab juice way over the uh the old mountain dew there i think that's pretty much me with uh, anyone who drinks dr pepper quite frankly it always reminds me of um i think Red Dwarf did this joke way back um, in their bottle episode there. It's Rimmer and uh, Lister. And they're saying, oh, like, what food have we got left? You know, they're stranded in the tundra or whatever. And that's it, there's nothing else. Just a pot noodle. Oh, and I found a tin of dog food in the tool cupboard. Well, it's obvious what we'll gets eaten last then, isn't it? Can't stand pot noodles. <laughs> but Homer's drank many, many cans of this crab juice there. And unfortunately, the Kavkash uh, does not have a toilet, so he has to go to the observation deck in uh, one of the towers. But we get Homer dancing about a bit with his bladder full, and um, I, th- I think I'll probably screenshot this moment here. As far as like animation and Mr. Bean and being really out there, he sees uh, you know he sees these post boxes. He goes to sort of whiz them. And this moment no out of nowhere, don't think about it, pal. And I just love Homer's little special, like, like his big shock face <laughs> there. It's, it's very Looney tune, so do you like it?
1: It's very much the uh, uh, like the best part about it is imagining the mailman watching him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: Uh oh. You got a men's room in there? Only half cash. Men's room in tower. Tower. Observation deck. Ooh. But I can't leave my car until the parking guy gets here. Oh, why did I drink all that crab juice? Mm. Don't even think about it, pal. Now the family moved down to Chinatown from Little Italy. And um, Marge, I think she got some un- hidden uh, underrated lines here because it's very much like um, our someone who is a small town folks not aware that, you know, other cities can have these small things, you know. Oh, only New York, uh, you know, has a Chinatown. Not like every other major city with an with an aging community. And on the um, subways, well, she sees an advert for like laser wart surgery. Oh wow, the future's here! In Chinatown, uh, Lisa gets quite concerned. You know, oh, mama, those bunnies dead? No, those rabbits. You know, just you know, inside out and hanging upside down. <laughs> Have you had to deal with your niece asking like, "Oh, is that rabbit sleeping with all the dirt and the wounds in it?" Uh, or have you not dealt with death yet?
1: Uh, she, she is, she's too young. She, oh, I tell you what though, she did have her first. She's only because she's only two, so kind of a conversation only just getting there. Um, but she did have her first interaction with, um, like a bait and switch with with somebody who was a good guy at the beginning. Ooh. Wasn't a good guy at the end. It was um Incredibles Two, if you've seen it. I don't know if you have. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. Very good film. Um very good animation as well. But it's at the end and she's just watching it. Very much She can, she can speak. You can have like very basic conversations with her. And I'll like, say, Oh, where have you been? Have you been to school? She's like, Yeah, I've been to school and and stuff like that. So we're just watching TV and she's she's like literally stood in front of her T V. And she um, it, it does the whole reveal that the villain is the villain and she was, the woman wasn't the villain in the first place and such. And she turns around and just looks at us all and goes, what? No. <laughs> no.
0: Oh,
1: and great. throws herself on the floor like on her knees and goes, no.
0: We're back with Homer now and his bladder is absolutely full. It's at the peak. And he sees a bus go past with Flushing Meadows. The like, Do you have anything specific in facts for this?
1: <laughs> just bake me into it, man. It's great. So I googled it because I was like, It's Flushing Meadows a real place?" And it is. It's where um, the World Fair was back in the sixties, or oh, wow. in Men in Black, um, where they get the spaceship to fly off and stuff and, uh, and all that shit. However, it is called. And don't let me just get the actual title. For what it actually is and here is my singing voice, which is shit, but it's called Flushing Meadows, Corona Park, therefore
0: Oh my god.
1: Matt Groening, with all his vietnamese animators cause coronavirus and cause nine eleven, 11 and you know, that's that's my two cents cal, just throwing it out there cal get us some wordpress
0: now get us some clickbait
1: come, <laughs> come <laughs> see me disney love please don't
0: <laughs> we have a great bit of animation just imagining you know all these toilets and a meadow is home and it flushes back to himself in real life but you know he's going to be gone literally one minute there and he starts the mad dash, he goes through the queue, you know, excuse me, cuts, he's like, oh, I'm in front there, pays his money for the observation deck, and he just cuts through to the lift, and we see, um, I, I'm trying to think of this character, is it, maybe it's the wealthy Dowager from um, Krusty, I recognised her in a, you know, she's always like the wealthy woman, uh you No, know, I wish you could she's could in the eye.
1: <laughs> yeah, she is, she's in um, the college Clown College one. And she gets yes. f- fucking pied through yes. the wall. <laughs> and she, she is, she's more of a. She, I, I don't know, yeah, she's, a, she's in a few episodes here and there.
0: Homer, you know, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Burst through the lift there and it's out of order. You've got to use the other tower. Now, this <laughs> exact bit was um, what made my dad crease. You just see the outside of the twin towers and you just see the camera shoot down. Homer goes across, shoots back up. <laughs> and the big sort of relieved yell that like, <laughs> Dan gives, yeah, it's oh, it's just simple stuff, but it's absolutely hilarious.
1: You know, you know, but to be fair, you know the feeling of there. when you are bursting for a piss and you only just make it. It's like ah, oh, oh man, yeah.
0: Oh. gets to see you know the parking officer give the final ticket there and we have a doe that's heard all around new york so he rushes back down we're into the third act now folks homer goes and sees his final ticket for 250 dollars and this just he snaps and this sends him over the edge he goes well <laughs> i'm i don't want to die oh, what's the line he says about I'll get out of this city dead or alive, whether it kills me or not. It's like a nice little oxymoron there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think it is, if it it kills me or not.
0: (laughs) 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 And we get to see the sun about to set. It's nearly 5pm. Oh, yeah. Again, just great design on the animation. You get to see that sun setting. Just... I
1: think it's the audio as well, like the o- the music of the episode where it's... Yeah, it's like...
0: a, I tell you what, it reminds me, and you get a bit of it when he's going mad through Central Park, you know, the Warriors were, was quite I was, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I was just thinking the same, yeah, it's very Warrior vibes kind of thing.
0: And this is the positive cringe I'm talking about, folks. From this point on, just, oh God, seeing that car get like thousands of dollars of damage done to it, just because of Homer's pure ignorance and bullishness, seeing the ah, oh, just seeing the des- uh, the design and the look of the um, lock, just scraping against the chassis there, and the smoke going up, um, gets across the plaza there, and nice touch as well. He indicates to go back on, even though like it doesn't really matter,
1: and he indicates the wrong way as well. <laughs> he
0: does yeah, I did notice that. Oh, it was brilliant! We now have um. Probably the weakest part of this entire episode, uh, in my opinion, we just have Marge and Lisa looking at shoes, enamoured with him, and Bart can't deal with it, so he goes off, and he ends up discovering Mad Magazine, and, you know, he ends up basically just seeing the fella, that uh, weird-looking kid who's on the front of it, he gets to see, you know, oh, it is actually real, and is as manic as people think, and just the references lost on me. I've heard brief bits about it, but yeah, I did. This didn't do anything for me, Cal.
1: Yeah, I think, well, the Mad Magazine bit, I think it's purely because it's, it's a bit, it's a very outdated reference, I guess. It's not really, it's a big thing in America. I believe it's very um, It was mainly Mad Magazine and, um, it's called National Lampoons. Yeah. Which have obviously the films and stuff like that. Um, they were big magazines over in America where they were kind of like it didn't sound like jokes and shit like it's like Playboy without without the softcore pornography and
0: mm.
1: that articles kind of things. A bit like have you heard of The Union, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've seen their
1: online stuff. I, yeah. I believe it's it's very similar to that but a bit more wacky kind of thing. Uh, news thump is like one what we have over here. Um, night like Private Eye, I guess. Oh. Like, yeah. I think it's I just don't think it really it works because we don't really know the reference much. I recognise the face, yeah, um, but but apart from that, yeah, it's it is what it is. I recognise some of the background characters as well.
0: From well, I saw, I, saw p- I think I saw Spy versus Spy. Yeah,
1: ones, yeah? Spy versus Spy. Um, there's a few others as well. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's it's just you know it doesn't work very well. It doesn't work well, over well over here,
0: Homer's now on the open road in New York, there, still with the lock on his tire. Now, we've not done favorite scene, Jet Cal. Have we come across your favorite line, favorite scene of the episode?
1: See, I, I was thinking about this just before we started recording. It's very, um, because you've
0: talked about this next scene a lot in previous podcasts, I believe.
1: Have I really? What a
0: get after yes. get-after-round. Yeah, your asshole. <laughs> yeah, and he's getting dragged in the bike.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is a funny, that is a funny scene. Um, yeah, I guess that. Or I'm trying to think. What was the other one? Oh no, I think the other one. My favourite is probably the. Oh yeah my uh, my name is Jesus uh, and <laughs> the Pentagon. <laughs> but a close second is probably the the guy getting dragged off. I don't know. Either the guy getting dragged by the taxi, or when he goes up, to, he goes ah, and he goes up to like the builder and he goes, um, hey, hey, what? The foreman says he fired, does he?
0: Oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'll talk to did. him. I'll show
1: him. Yeah. Ah right.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! What? The boy says you're fired. I'll get him. <laughs>
1: and then he starts kicking it and then he gets he gets, he gets it, ruins his car even more um, oh. and then gets the boot off and he starts like kicking it and then it gets stuck onto his leg again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another positive cringe for me because yeah, Homer just wants it off. He stops traffic and says, oh, you know, oh, I'd be mad at me too and, and it goes over to the foreman, distracts him, gets the jackhammer and oh, just fucks up his car more and then... Yeah, it's just... Oh, just that poor car. And then, you know, he thinks he's got the last laugh and then, you know, like you say, he gets trapped in the lock and fucks it off against his grill. And then, you know, oh, thanks for your time. And fucking one of the crips of the Trey gang has a shot at him with a gun. And, yeah, he's away. I mean, he won, but, you know, at what cost? When we get to my... This is... I'll put it in now. My favourite line, um, my favourite bit of this episode... And it's the whole musical of um, checking in, you know, you know, live on stage at the Betty Ford Clinic, there, cow. How do you find the defendant? He's guilty of mayhem, exposure, indecent, freak out behavior, both chronic and recent, drinking and driving, narcotics possession, and that's just page one of his ten-page
1: confession. I should put you away where you can't kill or maim us, but this is L.A. and you're rich and
0: famous. I'm checking
1: in. He's checking in. I'm checking in. Checkin checkin in. No more pills or alcohol. No more pot or all. No more stinking fun at all. I'm checking in. He's checking
0: in. He's checking in. No more looking pale and thin. No more bugs beneath your skin. Hey, that's just my aspirin. Chop it
1: out, your chest.
0: Do you know this song got this episode an Emmy?
1: Did it really? Yeah, Interesting. it's the uh,
0: best original uh, music piece, or what have you. And um, yeah, it's just—I mean, the construction of it, the literal staging of it, as well. And again, doing the old Wikipedia research, this is supposed to be like a Robert Downey Jr. look-alike. Like, I can't imagine yeah. Robert Downey being, you know, in trouble and you know into the drugs when you just think of him as. Iron Man and Mr. Marvel and
1: what have you. Oh, no, like, I think I've discussed this, I've discussed this before, like, in his only, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang what kind of rebooted his career a little bit in the 90s and stuff. He was a massive drug addict. And, uh, he was a he was really, like, heavy drinker and such like that I went into rehab several times. But, uh, Batman, Iron Man did eventually, obviously, reboot his career. But there's a really, there's a really weird clip what kind of this is how it, how how it changes is when in the Mel Gibson episode and they're driving around, he says, isn't that Robert Downey Jr. shooting at cops? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I don't see any cameras. It's like, yeah. And like drives her out, drives away. And how they, those two characters have kind of changed with the Mel Gibson character being obviously the
0: nuts guy. Oh my God. Yes. Robert Downey Jr.
1: But then Mel Gibson and Robert Downey Jr. They're good friends. And when, and Mel Gibson actually helps get, Robert Downey Jr. sober as well so that's why it's kind of like yeah, yeah, so that's why he kind of helps in that. I like Mel Gibson, he's, you know, he's a good actor and a good director, but he's as fucking nuts and racist as fuck and a bit of a misogynist, but you know the dude can direct
0: there's so many favourite bits about um, you know, I'm checking in, the actual song itself um, the judge having those belting pipes you don't expect that from that senior actor, um obviously a bit that I get now that, you know, young Tyler didn't get at the time. Um, why were they taking away his belt and his shoelaces? Oh, yeah, mm. right, that's why. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> the thing is, the Simpsons, even even what modern-day Simpsons, really, they, they're they really good at the musical, uh, you know, mu- the musical numbers and shit like that. There's obviously the classic of Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss, and... Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: the Stonecutter uh, song.
1: Stonecutters, yeah, yeah. You know, they're very good at them, and I, think, I think. And it's very easy to kind of, especially when you're in the musical element, where you can be a bit more surreal with it and even a bit darker with it and kind of hide it in the background a little bit. It works really well.
0: The sun is setting on New York. The kids and Marge have a nice little carriage ride through Central Park. But Homer, you know, he's. Um, He's Kurt Russell and escaped from New York. He's uh, it's Die Hard three. I believe this is a sort of reference to Die Hard three, where Bruce Willis just fucking about and he just wants to get on and get away and get to this terrorist. He's going through Central Park, going mental, and Homer just rides up to the carriage. You know, right? Come on, Marge. Just you and the kids. You know, we don't have time for the baby. Just wants you want to get the fuck out of New York straight away? But Marge is very civil, like, saying no, like we're not jumping there. So finally, just pulls in front of the carriage. All the family get in, even a uh, Jimmy the cab driver. He just fucking tucks him out.
1: Tell your friends about Jimmy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess Homer's succeeded, sort of. He's got his car, and they're out of New York. The family have had a great time. They get to look on a very beautiful, a very well designed New York um, uh, sunset. And a landscape there. And Lisa asked the immortal question. Oh can we come back here again dad? Oh we'll see honey. And some stuff is splattering against him. And it's a dump truck. And ugh. Final cringe of the episode folks. Just the biohazard. And you see the needles come out. <laughs> like, oh, fuck me. We'll see. We'll see. And we get a fantastic. And this would have absolutely killed the animators. Do you know how hard it is to have oh, like yeah. a. Rotating. Filmic shot, yeah, yeah, just the money in that. I mean, Fox were confident in The Simpsons. This is season nine now, and they're about to get the contracts renewed in a few months' time. All the actors and producers, so um, they put a lot of money and a lot of effort to this. And it shows, Cal. What did you think about this final swinging shot? Oh, definitely,
1: it's it is really, really beautiful, really, and it's it's. Like you said, it was made in what, ninety six, did you say?
0: Ninety seven. Have... Ninety seven. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that that's not they've not used many uh if any, like computer graphics and stuff like that. Like No, this was, was all hand fucking... drawn
0: in the show notes that I was reading.
1: Like fuck that, man. <laughs> that would have took fucking know. ages.
0: And they specifically said to Fox with this episode. You're not running ads on these credits. We're having the whole shots to ourselves. Yeah. And I'm glad they managed to get that because it's just an absolute work of art here. What a magical city. Can we come back next year, dad?
1: We'll see, honey. We'll see.
0: And that's how we end the episode, folks. Uh... Cal, can I get your overall final thoughts on this, please? And a unique ranking, as always.
1: I thought it was a fantastic episode. I thought it was... It was um, it's aged really well, despite the fact that, obviously, the um, you know Twin Towers haven't haven't been there for almost 12 years. Well, longer than 12 years now. <laughs> almost, ni- almost 20 years now. Um it, you know the animation is fantastic. The delivery is really good. Um, I, I keep on trying to twist and change. I keep on changing on what exactly is my favorite. My favorite clip. It's either I'm tossed between either the Jesus guy or when he finally gets the boot off and then he gets it on his foot
0: and he has hey, to kick it both, off. Man?
1: Yeah, why not both? Fuck it. Um, but yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's just keek simpsons really when it was at its best uh i'm gonna have to give it probably a five out of five crab Clash.
0: oh i yourself? like that um i am absolutely gonna match um you i mean the animation is gorgeous it's really well thought out you can tell there is actual sort of not even you, uh, new york landmarks um, so much, but it's also just the design of New York and the design of Big City. Homer's a story is fantastic. I don't know maybe they could have done more of the family, but I liked what they got given. Marge's got some underrated lines here. Um, yeah, Homer's just very Mr. Bean towards the end and in, insanity. Again, like you said, this is peak Simpsons. This is them at the mountain top before that. You know, gradual, steady decline going down the mountain there. And uh, for that reason, I'm also going to give it a five out of five. Um, weak bladders. <laughs> so we're both maximum five out of five. What? A, of
1: fives. What, a, what a piss poor score! <laughs> I'll show myself <laughs> out. Well,
0: I guess um, I guess we're going to have to wrap up there on that uh, <laughs> Um, okay, a nice, lovely, positive end. Hopefully, we get another banger. Um. We'll see if we'll get another positive banger. Um, Cal, can you please give us the random episode generator noise? (laughs) Hey, start spreading the news, folks. I love that. I had a feeling you might do that.
1: (laughs) I'm getting predictable.
0: Start spreading the news because we're going to the Big Apple. For Season 9's The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, at Tyler TMC. Look for Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast in the name. And our Facebook page as well. And we will see you folks later. Take care now. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 Mmm, sounds good.